0: Good evening, and welcome to the Soul Center 6 p.m. Dharma Recovery meeting, um, also online on Zoom. And um, tonight, I got a new practice. I was working on stuff, and I didn't couldn't get out till 5:37. I work in the valley, so I'm like, oh man. Now, instead of being logical, I let my panic mind take over, and I realize that, because I go, I could have stayed at work and just joined the meeting on Zoom, and then it would have been much less, but I'm like, i got to run right now, so I'm out there. And then in my car, as I realize I made this decision, I go, wow, I'm not thinking clear, and um, this can make me hazardous on the road. So I was mindfully hurried, and I did a breathing count of four on the inhale, two hold, eight on the exhale, all the way here, and... um, and was very, you know, being conscientious, following the laws, but also, you know, just really focused on being here. And I made it here with a couple minutes to spare. And, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> I think I'm just going to set an alarm clock and anything's not, not done can wait till morning. Um, and so that's how it is today. But it just shows how practice can even be there when we're rushed. Um, I love Thich Nhat Hanh, one of his breathing exercises is alert on the inhale and ease on the exhale. Mm-hmm. And reminding me to be awake and be aware, but also be at ease and relaxed. And that, to me, just seems like um, the highest form of consciousness that, you know, I can have at most moments. Um, today, I brought some poetry. And... Um, I may, the one I wanna read and just go over, and I'm not gonna teach it. My urge is to teach everything poetic, right? Because I'm a teacher. But I'm just going to share, and I just invite you to think about those little minuscules um, pieces of contact we have with everyone around us, right? And I like to think when I'm driving, A beautiful example is this woman cut me off, right? And I don't think she intended to. And my first response was to get angry. And to go, how about if I don't get angry? So as I'm driving by, she's looking at me, and she's literally like this. And I'm like... And then I love it because her face just went... Just saying everything was okay and I could see it wasn't intentional and that was a beautiful moment. Now, other moments, I've used one finger instead of two fingers. (laughs) I have done that, but more, much more. I mean, I can't remember the last time I just really started like giving someone an ugly look. It's been a while. My main focus, I may not give a look at all, but sometimes I look over and just say, hey, you know, we're two human beings on the road and this poem, I think, goes into this and I think it's, really valid our, our community I mean we have a community here right but we also have a community of 7.8 billion people on this earth and they're all related to us and then if we include animals like Mitra here it's much larger so I'm gonna take my glasses off and go ahead and just breathe and relax and I'll read the poem twice very slowly Let's just take five breaths just so we can just soak this in. So, in. out, just feel yourself relax on the out-breath, drop your shoulders, release your jaw, in, The poem is by Danusha Lamaris, and it's called Small Kindness. I've been thinking about the way when you walk down a crowded aisle, people pull up in their legs to let you by, pull up their legs to let you by. Or how strangers will say, bless you, when someone sneezes a leftover the bubonic plague. Don't die, we are saying, and sometimes when you spill lemons from your grocery bag, someone else will help you pick them up. Mostly, we don't want to harm each other. We want to be handed our cup of coffee hot and to say thank you to the person handling it. To smile at them and for them to smile back. For the waitress to call us honey when she sets down the ball of clam chowder. And for the driver in the red pickup truck to let us pass. We have so little of each other now so far from tribe and fire, only these brief moments of exchange. What if they are the true dwelling of the holy, these fleeting temples we make together when we say, here, have my seat, go ahead, you first, I'll take your hat. Take five more breaths and I'll read again. Small kindnesses. I've been thinking about the way when you walk down a crowded aisle, people pull in their legs to let you by. Or how strangers still say, bless you, when someone sneezes, a leftover from the bubonic plague. Don't die we are saying. And sometimes, when you spill lemons from your grocery bag, someone will help you pick them up. Mostly, we don't want to harm each other. We want to be handed our cup of coffee hot and to say thank you to the person handing it. To smile at them, and for them to smile back. For the waitress to call us honey when she sets down the bowl of clam chowder. And for the driver in the red pickup truck to let us pass. We have so little of each other now, so far from tribe and fire only these brief moments of exchange. What if they are the true dwelling of the holy, these fleeting temples we make together when we say, here, have my seat. Go ahead, you first. I like your hat. I'm gonna do five minutes of silent meditation And I invite you, you can just follow your breath, but to think about the quality of our little little interactions we have every day and how important they are to us and to everyone around us. That we can be, use our superpowers for good in this universe and spread peace in every interaction we have. Um, So follow your breath or think about that. Take five minutes, starting now. So, I think that for me, the best way I give compassion is when I give my attention. And the only way um, I give my attention is to just take the time to recognize the person in front of me and to speak with them. Um, My job can be really busy, so I I know that. But my students, what they need the most from me is my attention. And it's the same with people I meet every day. I can be a, a superhero, use my superpowers to spread peace when I give my attention. That's how people see our compassion, I believe. But there are more ways, I'm sure, that's just where I'm at now. It was uh, wonderful sharing this time with you, everybody tonight, and I thank you for all being my teachers, I listen and I learn, and it helps me to um, stay sober and to stay clean, and it helps me to practice my Buddhism much more fully. I will do the dedication of merit. (sighs) Refuge does not arise in a particular place, but in the space within the goodness of our hearts. When this space is imbued with wisdom, respect, and love, we call it sangha. We hope that the pain of addiction, trauma, and feeling apart actually leads us back toward the heart and that we might understand compassion, wisdom, and change ever more deeply. As we have learned from practice, great pain does not erase goodness, but in fact informs it. May we make the best use of our practice and whatever freedom arises from our efforts here today. May this be a cause and condition for less suffering and more safety in our world. Namaste.